Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome again to Daily Daf Differently. This is Jeremy Kalmanowski and we are studying tractate Beitzah, page Dalet, or page 4, and we continue our discussion of the egg laid on Yom Tov. This this, uh, dispute between Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai continues for many, many centuries. Uh, They they don't entirely resolve this for a while here. Uh, The egg laid on Yom Tov, can it be used on Yom Tov or not? Beit Shammai, as you know by now, says it can. Beit Hillel says it cannot. But even generations later, the Tanaim, the other the Mishnaic era sages, are still disputing. Um, and even into the Amoraic period, the post-Mishnaic but Talmudic period, they continue to dispute. And on our page, we continue to have the echo of the same dispute in a dispute between two of the major, major Amoraim, Rav, and Rabbi Yochanan. If you'd like to see where I am on the, I'm on the A side of the page, uh, where the lines get wide, I'm uh, the third wide line, about four words in, three words in. Itmar, it was it was said, Shabbat v'yom tov. There's a Shabbat and a Yom Tov immediately following. If you'll remember, that is exactly the case that Rabbah explained as the proper ukimta, or context for the Mishnah. Uh, Rav Amar, nolda baze asura baze. Rav says, that if the egg was laid on the Shabbat, uh, it is forbidden on the Yom Tov. Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Nolda Bazet, Muteret Bazet. Rabbi Yochanan says if it is laid on the one day, it is nonetheless permitted on the next day. So the first thing we take up here is whether or not they've got a dispute between the two of them, Rav and Rabbi Yochanan, about the status of, uh, of the second day of the Yom Tov. And we conclude that, no, that's not the source of the debate. The debate between the two of them is exactly what we spoke about two pages ago with Rabbah, the question of hachana, that the item be muchan, that the item for use on Yom Tov has to have been ready and available for use on Yom Tov, and you cannot prepare for Yom Tov on Shabbat. And so this egg had not been laid when Shabbat began, and so therefore Rav holds that it is not eligible, even though 24 or 48 hours have passed, it's not eligible, and uh, because it wasn't ready for use when the when the period of sanctity began. And Rabbi Yochanan says, no, that's not it's not a relevant factor. Uh, we do not require that all the that all our food be mukhan, ready for use when the holiday begins. And our page goes on to note that this is the same uh, dispute that Rabbi Eliezer and the sages will have that Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai have had himself. Now, <laughs> now the uh, the page goes on and concludes with a couple of charming uh, anecdotes. You know, rabbinic literature, the Talmud has lots of different sorts of, uh, of elements in it. Sometimes they will be describing a text, and sometimes they will be disputing an idea, and sometimes they'll have a misa, they'll, sometimes they'll have a case, something that actually happened. And that's the case down here at the bottom of our page. We've got a couple of cases, one involving Rabbi Adabar Ahava, and one involving Rav Papa, where they have to adjudicate 
what happens with an egg that was laid in this in this problematic time. I'll go to the second of those cases down at the very bottom of our page. Ushpizachne de Rav Papa, Rav Papa's guest. Or perhaps it was just some other guy who came before him for an adjudication. And he had eggs which were laid on Shabbat, and he wanted to know if he could use them on Yom Tov. And he brings the case before him. And the questioner asks, Can I eat these tomorrow on Yom Tov? And Rav Papa responds, Zil ha'idna v'talimachar. To quote the Wizard of Oz, go away and come back tomorrow. Derav lo muki amora ilve miyomatava lechavre mishum shichrut. My teacher Rav, he would never make a legal pronouncement. The, the phrase is literally to set up a spokesperson. I think that the reality probably was that they that they would make uh, they would have people with loud voices perhaps make proclamations. Uh, my teacher Rav would not do that on a Yom Tov day because of intoxication. That is to say, I'm sitting here, I'm having a meal, and I've had a few glasses of wine. I'm not in a position to answer that question now. Uh, it's, it's a great little story, right? Uh, don't ask me. I can't think straight. I've, I've, I've had too much to drink. Okay, now the guy comes back tomorrow. Kiata lemacha. He comes back the next day. Amarle. Ihu hashta if I had answered you right at that time, uh, I would have erred, because I wasn't thinking straight and I forgot. In general, Rav Papa says, a dispute between Rav and Rabbi Yochanan, we have the rule of thumb that the law follows Rabbi Yochanan, which, if you'll remember, meant that in, the, in this case would be lenient and we would permit such a matter. But I just remembered, after my day of sobering up, that in this case, there are three cases where we follow Rav, uh, whether lenient or strict, in a dispute with Rabbi Yochanan, and this happens to be one of them, and no, you cannot use those eggs. All right, maybe it's not the most practical uh, case in the history of Jewish law, but I think it's a fun story. Um, our page will go on and talk about another handy topic for those of us who are listening to this broadcast, no doubt, uh, second day of Yom Tov. What about the case where the egg is laid on the first day of Yom Tov? Is it permitted on the second day of Yom Tov? And now, this has everything to do with the status of that second day. Is that second day really uh, a Yom Chol, a non-holiday day, which we just happen to observe as a holiday day for our own purposes, for reasons of tradition or whatever, but really it's Chol, in which case I should be able to permit it to, be, to, to eat, the, eat, the, uh, eat the egg. Or is it actually a Yom Tov day, in which case I should not be able to eat the egg? And that's a dispute. Rob takes the lenient position, that if it's late on the first day, you can eat it on the second day. And Rabbi Asi takes the strict position, that you cannot eat it. Now, this presents us with a conceptual difficulty, because that would appear to mean that Rabbi Asi thinks that, there, that the two days of Yom Tov, like the first two days of Passover, the first two days of Sukkot, or the two days of Shavuot, are one long holiday. And the Gemara goes on here and says that he definitely did not think that because he made Havdalah after the first day of Yom Tov before the second day of Yom Tov. But that he, he held the strict position vis-a-vis -vis the egg because there was a kind of a doubt about that, a kind of a doubt about the Yom Tov day. So he decided to construe it strictly. 
and Kidar Koba Kodesh in its uh, holy way. The Gemara goes on to interrogate the positions of both of both Rav and uh, Rabbi Asi. And Rabbi Zera offers the, the he explains the logic of Rabbi Asi, and he kind of endorses this logic. And he says that even though nowadays we understand the calendar, uh, we know that the second day of Yom Tov is not the real day of Yom Tov, and yet we keep it. Therefore, it must be the case that we're supposed to treat it as a full Yom Tov day. And then uh, Abaye comes along and explains the position of Rav and explains the logic behind keeping two days of Yom Tov even though you know that it's, it's not the real day of Yom Tov. You've got the calendar figured out. We do it for another reason. And that is He's haru Keep the traditions of your ancestors in your hands. So even though it is the case that in a logical sense, we actually don't need to keep the first two days of Pesach, or only the first one day of Pesach, or the, the extra Yom Tov Sheni Shel Galuyot, even though it's not logical, it is an authoritative tradition, and we have to keep it for that reason. I'm going to guess that many of the conservative or, or otherwise non-Orthodox Jews reform or, or whatever you associate yourself with who are listening to these podcasts often struggle with the logic of Yom Tov Sheni. I know that I do. I don't have any real desire to not keep the second day of Yom Tov, but I often wonder whether there's not uh, some, some practical ramifications of Abaye's description of, of Rav's position that it's not, in fact, Yom Kodesh, it's Yom Chol. So, but, uh, but nonetheless, we keep it for uh, reasons of tradition, if not reasons of entirely logical law. Thanks for learning today's page with me, and I look forward to learning with you again. Well, not, not me tomorrow, but some other time soon. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros, from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.